intelligent, conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day. Hump day. (laughs) Don't you love a hump day when it comes in the middle of a week that's already shortened because of a holiday? I sure do. And I'm always glad to be here with you guys, but especially when it's like a special hump day (laughs) like this one here. Excuse me. Breaking news tonight. I'm always glad to have you guys with me, but especially when there's historic news in the making. And of course, we're waiting right now for the vote to take place on this historic debt deal debacle. Um, it's quite interesting and hopefully we're going to have an answer as to whether or not it's passed the house so that we can share that monumental news with you guys and you know here's the question the day that I heard today is this actually going to be a career making vote tonight or is this just going to be something that the American people and Republican voters are just going to accept that we now have a uniparty system that is just going to continue to rack up the debt and continue to spend whatever they want regardless of any campaign promises. We have a few heroes and patriots that have been pushing back against this debt deal. And so hopefully they will prevail. So we'll have to we'll have to see. We actually reached out to Congressman Andy Biggs. He will be on the show tomorrow night because of the vote tonight and because he is a key leader in the Freedom Caucus and has been working right at, right at the right hand of Chip Roy to try to defeat this bill. He asked if he could come on tomorrow night because they are right in the thick of it right now. And you know you're right in the thick of it whenever you tune in to the Andrea K Show. Coming at y'all live every night from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time here on The Answer San Diego. Lots of different ways you can be a part of the show. Write down this little number, 888-344-1170. You can call in live and talk to me. You can also email me at andreakshow.com. And don't forget that if you miss any part of tonight's show or if If you just miss me so much at some point and you just want to hear me again, you can download the podcast wherever you get your podcast. All right. Before I go any further, I got to bring in this man. He's an honorary hero of the week. Of course, I'm talking about my my right hand. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, Andrea, don't worry. Uh, You should balance your checkbook like I'm going to balance mine now. Apparently, we can just raise our debt limit as much as we want and spend as much money. There's not going to be any consequences. It's all going to be fine. You know, well, you know, especially since now, uh, if remember a while back, we were talking about the fact that, you know, if if you've got good credit and if you don't and you've got money for a down payment, you got to pay a higher interest rate than people with bad credit, no money down. (laughs) Things the government showed me. I've been doing this all wrong. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're literally upside down economically. And, and and what's happening in our government is reflective of, I'm glad you brought that up, because it's really reflective of a culture, right? Politics is downstream from culture, and it reflects, you know, um, you get you get the government that you deserve, right? But I don't feel like I deserve this. I vote for people like Congressman Andy Biggs. I vote for people like Chip Roy. But I tell you guys what's interesting uh, is that... Um, um, this bill was only 99 pages, and many of the Republicans and Democrats were asked if they read it. Half of them still didn't read it. 
Even when it's only 99 pages, they don't read it. That's how, that's how off the rails we've gotten in this country to where we're not only completely fiscally irresponsible where this country, the stench that you're smelling right now is the decaying corpse of the American economy. The greatest country in the history, history of the world. It was the free market capitalist system, fiscally responsible as dictated by our founders that became the greatest force for good and humanitarian aid in the world. We, it, it, our innovation and entrepreneurship is what created the greatest technology and technological innovations in the world. Nothing and it's crumbling. from what Trump created economically, Andrea, is standing. It's all gone. Yeah, absolutely. Every bit of it is gone. And one of the reasons why Chip Roy is so upset and there's conversations about whether or not there should be a vacate the chair. I'm tired of hearing that. Look, we don't have control of the Senate. We don't have the, the White House. This is the best we can get. No, this is not the best we could get. We would have been better off instead of solidifying the 40% growth in government just in the past two years and increasing from $4 trillion spending every year to $6 trillion, we would have been better just saying to them, no debt ceiling. Just bring a clean bill with no debt ceiling to the floor instead of this. It doesn't get any worse than what the Republicans are doing. And even worse than that is that Kevin McCarthy made certain promises to Chip Roy and the Freedom Caucus and others when he got the speakership position that there would be all these rules in place to prevent him from doing exactly what he did, which was go into Joe Biden's office with nobody with him and give away the farm. And I'm telling you right now, I'm going to ask Andy Biggs tomorrow night and every one of them, don't be just complaining about this bill. If you don't immediately proceed to a vote to remove him as speaker, then you're dead to me as well. Then I want every one of you primaried, including my favorite Freedom Caucus people. You want to know who's voting yes on this bill? Marjorie Taylor Greene, Thomas Massey, rolled up his sleeves, Jim Jordan. Some of the people that have done the most to try to convince you they're conservative. Have I not always been questioning Jim Jordan? Have I told you that he was a phony? He's given good sound bites in these committee hearings, but you know what? Y'all know I'm into biting. I'm not into barking. I don't care about bark. Trey Gowdy gave great barking. He accomplished nothing. Nothing. The Democrats are eating our lunch. And even Nancy Mace yesterday who said we couldn't even negotiate with a president who can't find his pants. She still wouldn't say today whether or not she was on board with vacate the chair. So at this point, even the ones that are coming out the most including Andy Biggs. I have not heard him say yet. Now, he's, you know, according to his people today, he couldn't come on tonight. He's feverish. Now, many of them are saying, look, our focus right now is defeating this debt bill. That's our focus. They've gotten about 40 to 50 no's. It's not going to be enough. Not with the Democrats. Now, there's some Democrats that are going to vote no on it just to try to to try to manipulate the minds of Americans into thinking that they don't want this bill when they like KGBP said yesterday, Mophead, that this gives the Democrats absolutely everything that they want. Even when we have the majority, the Democrats are still in control. And why? Because the Republican wants to be the in the minority so that they can hide behind that and not reveal. And I've been saying this for decades now about the Republican. I've been saying this, not decades, I've been saying this since 2006 under W. 2006 is when I said the Republican Party, I don't think it's just a spine issue. I think the Republican Party as a whole, in general, and this was in 2006, in general, that was during, when Bush was bloating our government like crazy uh, under the excuse of, uh, you know, 9-11 and others, other situations. And this was even before his Wall Street bailout. 
Uh, I said the Republican Party is can't be about spying. It's got to be that most of them are just as much about a centralized big government with over, overspending and, and centralized power as the Democrats. And I think that's the answer to that. We're going to keep you guys posted. There's breaking news also on uh, the Durham report as well as the FBI and Christopher Ray. Christopher Ray. Uh, we all know whistleblowers came forth and one of them came forth and said that there was a document that proved that Joe Biden had been in a bribery scheme to the tune of at least $5 million and that the FBI knew about it and that they hid it. The FBI wouldn't confirm it. They finally admitted uh, that there was an unclass. There was this form It was and it was unclassified. Ray refused to hand it over. Ray was brought in today. And he confirmed that that document did exist, that there is a document that documents that Joe Biden was involved in a $5 million bribery scheme, a $5 million bribery scheme. Yet Ray is continuing to refuse to hand it over. I tell you who didn't have much to say about it either. Kirby, his uh, secretary of state, was asked about it today, which is shocking that a reporter would actually ask to bust the chops of Kirby, his Secretary of State, to even raise this is is quite shocking. And of course, he had no response. Skins, please play clip seven. There have been many developments in the House investigations into the First Family's international business dealings recently. Uh, there's one committee trying to get an FBI file alleging that President Biden took bribes. There's another IRS whistleblower who's alleging there's a cover-up in the investigation. Amid all of this, there was a Harvard-Harris poll this month that found that 53% of the public, including a fourth of Democrats, believe, quote, Joe Biden was involved with his son in an, in an illegal influence peddling scheme. Uh, there's, of course, evidence that the president interacted with his relatives, associates from China, uh, Mexico, Kazakhstan, Russia, and Ukraine. Uh, so what do you say to the majority of Americans who believe that the president is himself corrupt? Did you hear that? He gave a wow. Like, what a stupid question. <laughs> um, no, you flat footed on that one. He got caught flat footed because nobody ever expects that the words corruption and bribery and Biden would come out of the mouth of a reporter that wasn't Peter Ducey. Right. Or somebody from Newsmax. We're going to take a break. We come back. The one and only Wayne Allen Root from Root for America is going to be here to talk about that, as well as some of the latest updates in the corporate America that have gone woke and now they go and broke. Stay tuned. A.K. Dynamite in a dress or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. Don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Super excited to have my next guest with me. Anytime, anytime I know that he's going to be on the show, I'm just so energized because he's got more energy than half this country. He could power the entire strip of Las Vegas himself. Of course, I'm talking about Wayne Allen Root, babies. Y'all know that when you hear Las Vegas. He is the host of the nationally syndicated, of course, uh, radio show. I, he's still got a, a, 
a show on uh, Top 10 on Real America's Voice. This guy is all over everywhere. He's got several uh, books out there. The, the latest is The Great Patriot Bicot book, and I think he's had to do a second edition recently because of uh, some recent changes in which corporations have gone woke on us. And he joins me now. Hey, Wayne Allen Root, welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Hey, Andrea, I took a break from powering the Vegas Strip just to get on the show with you. (laughs) (laughs) The Strip has gone dark for 15 minutes till I'm done with Andrea's interview. Poor Strip. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, seriously, you have more energy than... I think there's one other person that can match your energy, and believe it or not, that's Donald J. Trump, which is probably why you guys are friends. um, And and, And he just endorsed my book, by the way, a couple weeks ago, which is why we came out with a second edition. We said, stop the presses. When Trump endorses your book, you got to put it on the front cover. And we made changes with some of the companies inside the book. So we did all that on the fly only six weeks after it came out. It was already a number one bestseller. And then Trump endorsed it. And we made the changes. Now the new edition is out at Amazon and, and fine bookstores as well. So I, it shows you how quick we do things on the fly, man. My energy is also about moving quickly. Yes. Well, you have to be able to pivot. You've got to be able to move quickly. And, and it, in spite of the fact that sometimes it's like turning the Titanic around, but you've just got to be prepared to do it. Before we get into the book, I was talking before the break about um, the recent revelations of Christopher Ray withholding the proof and the evidence that Joe Biden, uh, the document that has evidence of Joe Biden's bribery scheme and $5 million, all of which is still tied. The Durham report that came out, it, it you know, was not just revelations about the FBI and how they colluded with Hillary Clinton and the Democrat Party uh, in order order to control the outcome of our elections, manufacturing falsehood, lying to the courts and all of that. But it's also it's also in part due to the fact that they're they're having to cover up the crimes of the Democrats. Right. So we I, I you know, I think it's all tied together. And you've got a great piece yeah. out right now about the real revelation of the Durham report. And bef- so I don't want to get sidetracked on the Bicot book because I could do an hour with you on that. But share your wisdom on because people are already starting to forget about this Durham report and it's driving me crazy. Well, yeah, all roads lead to Obama. That's the whole point. That's the revelation that, you know, th- that Russian collusion was an attempt to steal the election. Spying on Trump was a- an attempt to steal the election. Both of those were attempts to destroy his presidency as soon as he got elected. Uh, from the first day, they wanted to destroy his presidency, I think, because it would distract so that Trump would not think of prosecuting them mm-hmm. and indicting them. They'd keep him on his toes the entire four years where he was going to get impeached and he was going to get indicted. They're always on offense. But I, I think the whole point is that Russian collusion was pitched, as Durham pointed out, was pitched in the Oval Office to Barack Obama and Joe Biden. So you know they're all in on the crimes of Hillary. You know that uh, 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 Obama was no dummy. I think Obama was a brilliant guy. Uh, I think I'm giving him a compliment here. I think he's a smart guy. So there's no way that as president he let people do all these things under him and he knew nothing about him, right? He didn't order the spying of Trump. He let someone else do it and no one told him. He knew about the Russian collusion yeah. and he went along with it, but he had nothing really to do with it, Right. And he didn't know that Hillary was extorting money all over the world and running it through the laundering operation called the Clinton Foundation. No, I think 
he was getting a piece of every dollar. I agree. And he didn't know that Joe Biden was extorting money all over the world through Hunter. No, I think the big guy, the real big guy, was Obama, who got a piece of every single uh, of those dirty deals, because why else would he allow his lieutenants, to his secretary of state and his vice president, to run around the world extorting world leaders unless he was getting a piece of the action <laughs> in his offshore account? These guys are all so dirty. And by the way, I'll be coming out with a commentary in the next two weeks. You know, one of my fans happens to buy medical equipment and sell it in the United States, and he buys most of it from China. And he, he alerted me to the fact that he bought 100,000 COVID test kits a year ago. And they cost him, let's just use round figures here, you know, right now I'm not writing the column yet to give the specifics, but let's say they cost him a dollar each, Andrea. He bought 100,000 of them, and he paid a dollar each. And then within three weeks, there was an announcement that Joe Biden had bought 300 million and paid like a dollar 20 each. Now, are you telling me that means a billion dollars was ripped off? Because he said to me, Wayne, I bought 100000 He bought $300 million. You don't think he got a better deal than I did? Yeah. He paid more than I did. You don't <laughs> yeah. think that somebody split up a billion dollars? When you do the math, a billion dollars was wasted or stolen. So either Joe Biden stole a billion dollars, or he gave a billion dollars and split it up with the uh, Chinese Communist Party, or the last choice would be Joe Biden and his people are all idiots, and they wasted a billion because they didn't give a crap about taxpayers' money because it's OPM, other people's yeah. money. But I don't believe that. I believe they split the money with the Chinese Communist Party. And he told me, he said, I deal with them all the time. And I'm telling you, it's a Chinese Communist Party-controlled uh, company in China, which means Joe Biden was dealing with communists, yep. and he gave them a billion dollars. So you're talking about such criminals here. They, they get a piece of all the action, just like we've heard in Ukraine, all the horrors in Ukraine, the generals, yeah. the, the neo Nazis, the mafia, Zelensky, they're all stealing all our money, and they get a piece of every single deal. And that's what Joe Biden does. He siphons off a piece of every deal by saying, let's charge $1.20, when in reality we know we're only paying 50 cents, and let's keep 70 cents of every deal. That's don't we what think, happened. Right, and don't we think some Republicans are in on that deal? I mean, isn't that why, uh, that why they, they want a blank check to Ukraine? McCarthy. Yeah. McConnell and McCarthy, they're dirty. Yeah. You know, look at look at the debt ceiling deal. This McCarthy is a bum, and, yeah. and I, you know, he's slightly better than than McConnell, but not much, not much. They're both kind of from the same tree of of rhino Republicans who sell us out every time they possibly can. Well, then let me ask you this question: We're talking to Wayne Allen Root, author of, and you got to get his latest book. It's the Great Patriot Boycott book. He's got a, another edition coming out because he had to take Fox News and Anheuser Bush out of it. <laughs> um, but let me ask you this: Why does Trump still back McCarthy. You know, I, Trump was on my show like eight months ago, and I said, and that was when McCarthy was running for speaker. And I said, first of all, you should be House Speaker Donald Trump. Yes, you should serve until the day you become the next president, and you'd be the one who would attack and go on offense and prosecute and indict and impeach, and it would be great. And he said, No, nah, I don't want to do that. It's not for me. And and I said, Well, then you should not support McCarthy. And he said, Look, Wayne, they're all the same. Everyone in Washington's the same. If you want a friend, buy a dog. You know, that was Trump's yeah. answer. So he just feels like whoever would replace. McCarthy would be as bad as McCarthy because it's not going to be you and me, Andrea. It's going to be another rhino that replaces McCarthy because you need the votes and no conservative, no real conservative will ever get the votes. So Trump's kind of right. They're all the same, so it really doesn't matter. So you might as well go with the devil you know and the devil you don't. But, you know, there's no question. In my opinion, look, I'm the world's biggest Trump fan and yet he's got a weakness. I think he's not a good judge of character. He hired a lot of people around him that I would have never hired because to me they smelt like rhinos. 
I told from day one, I wrote a column, don't hire Barr as the attorney general. He's an old, washed up bushy. Do not hire him. And that's exactly what he did. He's the OG of the swamp. Yeah. Yeah. And I told that to Trump several times. And he said, ah, they're all the same. That's always his answer. They're all the same. No, No, I think you've got to go to Washington and fire everybody and hire America first people in every position that matters. That's what you got to do this time. If you didn't do it last time, we know he didn't do it last time. Now he's going to make that correction. Well, why uh, many people are saying he's not capable of making that correction and DeSantis is the guy. Your response? Nah, nah. I mean, look, I, I wrote a column about it. You know, there's a lot of reasons. First of all, DeSantis is down by 40 points and the closest he's ever going to get is 20 and there's no reason to be running. All he's doing is ruining his future. I think a bunch of rhinos and a bunch of Democrats who supported Obama are putting all their money behind DeSantis uh, to try and stop Trump at all costs and, and, and DeSantis' ego is so huge yeah. he doesn't even understand they're using him and they're going to ruin his career as a sacrifice because all the Trump people, after the two of them bicker and fight and, and call each other names, none of the Trump people are ever going to support DeSantis again, when in reality, if he'd just been a good boy and said, you know what, I, I endorse Trump and I'm going to stay as governor, he would have been probably president in 2028. Or so if I he had decided... Uh, well, his future. well, but I, I... Excuse me for interrupting. I, I have to disagree with you. I'm not sure that he's got the charisma to ever get there on his own. I think if he had really been smart, he would be VP. Uh, yeah, on well, the, the issue there was you can't be VP if you're both in the same state. So Trump uh, would have to t- declare a different residence. Gotcha. And I don't believe Trump is going to use New Jersey where the taxes are 10% versus zero in Florida. So it's probably never going to happen. And they don't like each other. So look, I wrote columns a year ago and said it's got to be a ticket of Trump and DeSantis. I was with you. But I also said in every one of those columns, it can't happen. The electoral does not allow it, so they'd have to get together and decide what Trump would declare as his residence. He'd probably have to use his hotel in Vegas, where I live, where the where the uh, income tax is zero, because he's not going to give up zero in Florida and go to nine, ten percent New Jersey. Right. So uh, you know, I just figured it probably was never going to happen, and, and it's not, obviously, clearly. Yeah. Well, but there's lots of good choices. I it might yeah. wind up being Tim Scott, by the way, who's also a little bit rhino-ish, but has he his is, moments. He, 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 he's, he's all right. Yeah, he's, he's squishy, okay. but he looks good, and he checks some boxes. And I love yes. his personal story. He's a businessman. He like from Heritage, he's like an 80. You know, I like yeah. guys who are 99. But 80 is pretty good. Mitt Romney's like 40. Yeah. You know, Mitch McConnell's 40. <laughs> so a guy who's got 80 out of 100 is, is pretty conservative. And yeah. I'll tell you what the tell for me was. Wayne Root, the poker player in Las Vegas. You know, the tell. You could tell yeah. what someone's doing. Everyone who gets in the race, Trump says, you're an idiot. You're a fool. I hate you. You're a jerk. You're a loser. When Tim Scott got in, his tweet was like Tim Scott's a great guy yeah, really good luck him. yeah it was I, like good I, luck I Tim work Scott. With him. good luck thanks for yeah. joining the team you know so it's like I said that guy's gonna be the vice president I think because Trump's so nice to him yeah so that was the tell well yeah. let me well we got to switch and talk about your boycott book because there's so yeah. much I mean you're always so prescient all right you're always ahead of everybody else except maybe me uh, because I was <laughs> I, I was one, I was I one of the few, yeah I was one of the few people that was against the lockdowns day one so I'm usually ahead of a lot of things but you were about uh, you were tapping into this whole thing about woke corporate America and how we should be handling it and what we should be doing. And you were you were recommending a boycott. Um, Now it's even more important because, you know, I'm sure you've heard about Target, right? Yeah, Uh, they've lost 12 12 billion dollars in market cap. They've lost. Bud Light (laughs) is still bleeding out. They had to change their venue at a music festival and call it the ultralight (laughs) stage and take Bud Light name (laughs) off of it. Right. Um, You know, Disney, by the way, did you hear that they had a 
a man dressed up in, a, in it, it with a mustache at the door of yes. in the Bibbidi Boppity dress store greeting little girls. I mean, Andrea, they never learn. They never learn. Here's the thing. I'm about to write this column, so I don't know what I'm writing yet. I honestly don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of throw it at you. I believe this is all demonic. Yes. I believe this is Satan, and I'm not yes. the most religious guy in the world, but I, I can tell you when I see Satan, and I'm telling you, something's going on. They're all brainwashed like Jim Jones at Guyana, his followers at Guyana, who all committed suicide drinking the Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong going on here with corporate America. They know they're committing suicide, economic suicide. They know their stock's going to get destroyed. They know no one's going to buy their products anymore. They've all seen what happens to Disney and Target and Bud Light, and yet one by one, the Dodgers... Cole, uh, Lululemon, I don't know, there's a long list. Chick-fil-A now with their VP. Chick-fil-A now, right. They're all going down the same road. I think that either they're all under a demonic spell or they all live in New York or L.A. and so they're only around elitist liberals and they think the whole world is gay and transgender or they're all running by the playbook of the World Economic Forum and Klaus Schwab has promised them that we are taking over the world. Everyone's going to be a serf. This is the new world order. This is the Great Reset. It'll all be in place in a year. Year, we're going to have a central bank digital currency, and all the Wayne Roots and Andrews of the world will be destroyed, and you will be one of the kings if you take the hit now. I yeah. promise you a year from now. It's one of those reasons, because it makes no sense. They're committing suicide, and they're following each other. You know, one guy kills himself, and the other guy walks up and goes, hey, I think I'll kill myself, too. I've never heard of something like that. Running yeah. a corporation, and you go, hey, can I pitch you on Satan? Shirts <laughs> inside Target? Sure. Yeah. No problem. Problem, Satan, baby. Yeah. Who would say that? Nobody. So there's something really wrong with these people, and and I think it's probably a mixture of some sort of satanic thing going on in the world. As as uh, Franklin Graham said the other day, the demons are loose all over the world. It really makes sense. Or or it's just literally it's Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. It's the United Nations. It's the World Economic Forum. It's George Soros. Couldn't it, couldn't it be Gates. both? Couldn't it be both? Yes. That be, but that we, well, because they are we, the devil. Well, they are the devil. They are the devil. Yeah. So I right. think you hit the nail on the head. And I think that we, I think it's incredibly important, important that we do, um, that we do exactly what you talk about in the book. We need to know who are the conservative businesses out there, where to put our money, where to shop, where to buy, where to invest. And I got 128 it's, of them. 128 of them. And let me just quickly tell you the theory. Okay. The theory is that we are the majority, the silent majority. And it doesn't matter how much we win elections by, they've got them all rigged and we just keep losing them. So I don't know we're ever going to win again. They just opened the borders. Millions more flowing in, all voting Democrat. We may never win in 24 with DeSantis, Trump, or anybody else. So, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that it's not in our control. We can all go vote. We can all give them, uh, be volunteers. We can work our butts off. We can, we can donate lots of money. But in the end, it's out of our control if they've got it all rigged. What is in our control is our own spending behavior and our own wallets and our own pocketbooks. And I think we can really extract a lot of pain and put all the bad guys, the woke guys, the liberal companies out of business and show them that we are the boss. We can't do it voting if it's rigged, but they can't make us spend money that we don't want to spend with companies we don't like. So we need to defund the left, fund the right, and show them, put Target out of business like we did Bed Bath & Beyond, put the Dodgers, literally stop going to Dodgers game if you're Catholic or Christian, no one should ever show up at a Dodgers game again. We've just got to make make our case and, and hurt these people where it matters in the bottom line. That's what the Great Patriot Boycott book is all about. And of course, the, I'm sure they can get it at Amazon or just
place wherever they get their books. It's the yes, great number number one bestseller, and I'll show you again how bad the woke deep state is. Number one bestseller, thousands of copies a day, number one in twenty categories until the day Trump endorsed it. And I thought, wow, that means tomorrow I'm gonna sell thirty thousand books. Guess what I sold the day after Trump endorsed it? Zero. Wow. Zero. Now, that's not possible. I no. sold zero for a week. And we argued with Amazon because they kept saying, we're suspending your account because you've you got to prove that Wayne Root is really the owner of the book. Uh. They, they, they jerked me around <laughs> wow. for a week after six weeks wow. of letting me be number one. The minute they heard Trump endorsed it, they tried to kill my sales. These are the most evil people in the world. So let's destroy them yes. financially. That's what we got to do. All right. Well, Wayne Allen Root, thank you so much. I kept you long tonight, but I just can't get enough of you. You, man the book is the great patriot boycott y'all go get it and read it buy extra copies give it around to people because we got to use our money and put our money where our mouth is thank you my dear thanks andrea god bless all Bye-bye. right god bless you too stay tuned more andrea k coming right up andrea k telling you like it is all while eating a donut the andrea k show on the answer san diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I mentioned briefly uh, in our conversation with Wayne Allen Root about Disney. And I want to make sure, because we, we brushed by it so quickly as, as part of a list of companies that have gone woke. I want, I, want to, I want to step back and stay on this story for a couple minutes. Because to see a video that went viral, 18 million views as of this afternoon when I saw it, of a man named Nick. Wearing a dress with blue eyeshadow, standing at the door of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique in Disneyland, where little girls go in to dress. And hi, I'm Nick, and I'm I'm a something to the fairy godmother. He's uh, I'm a, a, a helper or something. He said to to the fairy godmothers. Um, you know that's who Disney has greeting children. It's absolutely shocking. A man with a mustache and blue eyeshadow wearing a dress greeting little girls to come in and buy. And shame on any parent who went along with it. Great, you took a video and exposed it. Glad to see it. But why didn't any parent scream and yell and say, what are you doing? What is Disney doing? Why didn't, why didn't somebody call for a manager? What are you doing as a, having a man confusing these little children? The mom who took the video said, look, that, that she was actually somebody who thought, who, who actually would continue to drink Bud Light because, you know, having a trans person on a, on a beer can is, you know, adults drink beer. It doesn't involve children. But to see this man going after, going after children was a bit too much. And by the way, she's part of the problem. See, when you think, when you're waiting, see, one of the ways that the left makes such progress is that people don't think it's a problem until it hits home for them, right? They don't pay attention. And then these, quote, progressives, it, they, they take an inch and an inch and an inch. And Republicans and conservatives and the average American doesn't pay any attention to it because they think that can't happen here or it doesn't have any impact on me. It doesn't matter. And yet here it is. Now this this movement, this LBGTQ movement is being shoved on your child in Disneyland and you parents went along with it. Went along with it. Did she remove her child? No. Skins, can you explain to me why why nope why the parents didn't get their kids out of there? Oh, cuz you bought you bought some expensive tickets? 
There should be no experience. There should be no brand. There should be nothing that matters more to you than your child's mental health and being preyed upon by predators. And let me tell you, if you're going to allow this to happen to your child at Disneyland, then there's no space in which you won't allow your child to be preyed upon. Shame on you. Nick Nolte in his article said, no decent parent exposes small children to adult sexuality. I don't care if it's straight porn or a freaking address. Kids are too young to process this stuff. It messes with their minds. It can forever damage their own sexuality, which is the road to misery and ruin. Let kids be kids. This includes protecting their innocence. Well, now I'm calling on you parents. You let your kids stay in there. You let your kid be around this person. You're just as bad as the dude in the dress. On to the Dodgers. We had some Dodgers that spoke up. Okay, to to catch you up, last time we reported on the Dodgers with their um, giving an award out to these freaks that, um, you know, mock Catholics and and Christ and the Sisters of the Perpetual Sin, going to actually give them a hero award at a community event. They backed off of it. But then once the gay mafia crowd pushed back on them, then they were like, okay, game on. We're going to bring these, we're going to bring this freak show that mocks Christianity and mocks Catholics. We're going to bring them right back into the stadium and we're going to honor them. Well, there is a couple Dodgers that have pushed back on it. One is a Clayton Kershaw. Of course, he, you know, he came back and said that uh, he went to the team management Um, He wanted them to accelerate their announcement that they were going to have a Christian Faith and Family Day event in response to the controversy over their Community Hero Award to the anti-Catholic hate group. Um, Not good enough. There should be this is this is, you know, or or how about this? You know, if if you Democrats are okay with hate speech, because you know what, I guess they've got the right to free speech. Right. Then, you know, um, then nobody else should be canceled. For their speech. Of course, we know that hypocrisy is, is the name of the game here. Yeah, I like Blake. Blake Trinan's response was a, was a lot more on point. What did he say? He says, I understand that playing baseball is a privilege and not a right. My convictions in Jesus Christ will always come first. Since I have been with the Dodgers, they have been at the forefront of supporting a wide variety of groups. However, inviting the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to perform disenfranchises a large community and promotes hate of Christians and people of faith. Yeah, because Kershaw went a little squishy and said, oh, that doesn't mean I got anything against LBGTQ. You know, I just don't like any bashing of, you know, Christians or whatever. Uh, At least they spoke up. But some Christians were coming from Kershaw and saying, look, if you're willing to play for this team, um, you know, you're not a Christian. I don't I don't know that I go that far. I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't go that far because Trinan's calling out, calling it out. He says this drag. Uh, queen group is engaging in blasphemous yes. performances yes. and they display hate and mockery of yes. Catholics and Christians. He went farther than Kershaw. Hat tip to them. But you said during the break you'd never go to another Dodgers nope. game. And, unless they do a legit 180, I'm done. I, I will never go to another Dodger game ever. Yeah. Look, the persecution of Christians is only going to get worse. Read your Bible. In fact, we're going to take a break. We come back. There's a story of um, an example of the beginnings of the persecution of Christians uh, happening that we're going to share with you guys when we come back. Andrea Kay, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <clears throat> I'm no theologian. I'm no expert in in times, prophecies, and in the Bible. But um, we all uh, are should have an understanding that according to the end times prophecies, that there will be persecutions of Christians to the degree to where um, there will be the what's called the mark of the beast, and you'll you'll have to renounce Christ in order to be able to maneuver in society, right? And it will be it will be um, it will be painful, horrific times for Christians. Um, I believe personally, of course, Christians have been saying we're in the end times since, you know, Jesus walked the earth practically, right? Um, but I, I certainly think that if you do pay attention to the Bible and you understand it, it certainly seems like we're closer than ever before. We are certainly seeing persecutions of Christians in, in a variety of ways in this country now that we never seen in the past. We certainly see a movement of technology towards things like, uh, towards the mark of the beast with things like social credit scoring technology, uh, that would basically, basically they're not even, Hiding the fact that you're going to have to hold certain viewpoints in order to be able to maneuver in society. Oh, put that all together with AI, Andrea. Yeah. I think they're already there. We're already here. So here's a case in point of an example of persecution. Uh, in society for Christian beliefs. There was a church up in Maine that's outgrown its current uh, meeting space, so it approached a local school board about renting out a facility at the high school, which is very common. If you've seen a lot of new churches around, they'll use an auditorium of school that's closed on the weekends on a Sunday and hold their church services there, right? Um, but they were rejected because they were given an application. Now, you, you, let, let me back up. If you've ever... Uh, responded to a rent ad. Um, it, it's um, under the Housing Act, right? Uh, under HUD, it, it, you know, fair housing. They're supposed to not ask any questions. They're supposed to be, you know, I can't remember the language. I'm trying to remember the language off the top of my head, but it's, it has to do with not, not discriminating against anyone because of their race, their religious beliefs, et cetera, gender, age, et cetera, right? Um, However, the school board decided to send them an application that involves such questions as their stance on gay marriage, abortion, quote, conversion therapy, gender reassignment treatment, sexual education for youth. Uh, this, according to the Advocates for Faith and Freedom, who have filed a lawsuit on behalf of this church because they the church was rejected. They were denied. Um According to the 18-page complaint, organizations seeking short-term leases must, must also complete a facilities request form. It's the only form required to be completed by organizations. It's basic information. No inquiry is made into the beliefs of the organization. So in other words, they singled this church out because it was a church and demanded that they answer certain qualifying questions and then they were rejected, which is illegal. It's illegal. Of course, now you and I know that in the United States of America today, it's perfectly, we have systemic racism in this country against white people, and now we have systemic racism in this country against Christians, and it's only going to get worse. So I'm hoping that um, they filed the federal lawsuit Tuesday against the Herman School Committee, um, asserting that their their rights have been violated under the First Amendment, under the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act, and under MAID's public accommodation laws. 
Um, the email also contained follow-up questions um, about a variety of different things in addition to the ones that I already read to you. Um, birth control for kids, taxpayer-funded abortions, sex change surgeries. Um, yes. It's going to get worse, Skins. And the question is, and what? And when I saw an interview with the pastor, um, you know, he, he said that, and one of the reasons why he found an organization to help him sue is that, part, you know, we're in this, part of the reason why it's gotten this far is in spite of our understanding of the Bible and revelations, Christians are just not, how, how and, and don't I say it all the time about Christians not speaking up? Church leaders not speaking up? Has Stephen Furtick ever done a sermon about the Trojan horse that is the LBGTQ movement in this country? Has he ever done it? I'm not aware of it. If he has, let me know. Top preacher. Because it's too easy. It's too easy to tell people what they want to hear and go squishy so that you can get more tithe, you can get more money, and you can grow. And you can have an, and, and you can write more music that you can sell to people and it's a money making scheme. Scary times that we're in. How far do you see it going, Skins? I see it going to, and look, if you're willing, and, and COVID was a huge test and too many conservatives failed. You, you had to have known if you were a Christian that when you could go to a Walmart, but you couldn't go to church, it didn't have anything at all to do with your health. I think there's a lot of just, there's just, I mean, I'm not going to pr- try and predict when uh, Jesus is coming back. I think that's foolhardy. And nobody knows, Agreed. despite they can say whatever signs they want that they see. But like you said, we're a lot closer than we were, and uh, I am one that pays attention, and there's a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know how Christians can not vote, can not be active, can sit back and say, oh, I'm not paying attention to politics, or, you know, how, how can you not? Because I think it's our responsibility. We're supposed to be witnessing, and if you are not, it, you, we're not only not witnessing, we're not only reaching out, we're we're not even speaking about, about Jesus. When we're letting little children be mutilated, you, if you're not going to get active politically with, what, with your country turning into, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah. I, mean, I hate to say it, Andrea, but maybe that's why in the end America doesn't exist because not enough Christians speak out. No, we don't. We don't. Well, you know what? I am determined that I am going to do, I am going to speak and I'm going to scream like a pig caught under a gate until the Lord takes me home, whether that's as part of the rapture and any day beforehand, because I feel like that is our responsibility as a Christian. That's what we got to be doing. So uh, if you want to support this uh, church's lawsuit, it's AFF is the organization uh, that is fighting the lawsuit for them. Hey, we're going to continue our fight. We got another hour of the Andrea K. Show coming up.